Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle. And you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey, everyone. Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Double or nothing, 2021 is in the books. Packed crowd there at Daly's Place. It was kind of cool to see people back popping for stars, popping for things like Sting, looking like it was 1989 again. Uh, uh, lots of really, really fun stuff. Lots of really cool stuff. Maybe a little on the predictable side. Uh, yes. we do have a new women's champion in AEW, Britt Baker. Uh, what, what was your biggest takeaway from double or nothing this year, man? Should we just get into the Cody thing right now? <laughs> no, no. Let's start with what was, what, what was the coolest thing to see, man? I mean, all the matches, most of the matches were really good. Save for Cody's. Um, it was even Cody's match, while it was somewhat uh, underwhelming, I thought a go-go had a great showing. Um, you know, I don't think he's been trading very long, maybe a year. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got what we've seen of him thus far was very limited to, uh, okay, he was a former Olympic boxer, so he's going to punch people, you yeah, know? Sure. So it was nice to see him with the a, a wide, fairly, for someone having their first, like, protracted match. Arsenal moves. He had frog splash. He had a couple other things. He looked good in the ring. Looked his, smooth. His, fro- his frog sp- splash looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He looked smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sting looked great at 62 years old. He looked amazing. Eating a suplex on the stage. No selling it. He looked great. They, yeah. They, they used Sting yeah. perfectly. Absolutely perfectly in that match. That was definitely, I, in my opinion, sort of the most entertaining 
Uh, I mean, it wasn't the the best pure wrestling match. There was plenty of good wrestling in it. But just, you know, from a man, I didn't expect Sting to look that good match. Mm -hmm. And they planned out some really awesome bits for him, which is really, again, all you need to do. If you're going to if he's going to have a small handful of live matches, um, I mean, maybe two a year for a couple of years if he wants to do that. Yeah. If he's able to keep doing that. As long as his body can hold up, yeah. This was a hell of a showing for him, and they really played to what he could still do. Um, Mm -hmm. I was wildly entertained by that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, every every match was was pretty darn entertaining. This was definitely... You know, we got a surprise winner of of the Battle Royal. You know, we also kind of seemed that Christian was going to be the shoe in to win. Yeah, I felt Jungle Boy had a good chance. I kind of regret not picking him. But I guess we can just hop into that. Congratulations to the Enforcer. The Enforcer, yes. For coming away with the most points today in predictions. Yes. He gets the trio's title for at least yep. at least a week. another week. At least a week. Because Dominion's you know, coming up, and this will be back on the line. Yeah, He's now a, 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 a week from tomorrow, I think it's, it's he also the, gets Dominion happens. Forrest Gump. I turn it the other way. There you go. So videotape you that yeah. I found in my dad's collection of videotapes because he doesn't want. His I have a copy too. Anymore. So next time I have to uh, send him something, he's so gonna get another copy. The third time he wins trios, he's going to get another Forrest Gump tape. Potentially, if he if I send it to him. Here's the thing. And of course. Like in one sense, this guy's staying here. Yeah, I could have if I had just picked with how I thought was going to happen. I would have got that from you. I've lost times when I went out on a ledge, too. That happens. I know. It happens. I'm not using that as an excuse because here's the thing. One, it came down to the end, which is how we want it to go. True. You know? True. Uh, down to the very last match, I could have walked away with both belts. Two, it keeps the drama for Ultimo Steve for Dominion. If I had won the AEW belt, Ultimo Steve off the table already. Oh, my god. Keeps the drama high for Dominion. I know. I so can't imagine you having any better win than what you had this past week when you carried us to becoming new Quizlemania tag champions, Church of Friendos. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the road to Ultimo goes through New Japan. If I can pick up trios and uh, a, a big whatever we're calling IWGP. It's back there somewhere. Steve will truly be Ultimo. But uh, enough of that. Tom Foolery did want to yeah. give a shout out to everybody who joined us today yes. for the live streaming, of course, including Enforcer, but all the friendos there in chat as mm-hmm. well. I mm-hmm. think we, we had up it. over we had nearly 900 people watching. At one point. Oh, was That's that our awesome. peak? Okay, yeah. That's great. So. That's really That's fantastic. I noticed. That I noticed. So thank you so much, everybody who tuned in. Like we said, it's a really fun show, top to bottom, outside of a couple or outside of a lack of surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, really fun show. Um, you know, in my mind, the only kind of misstep and not a major one. Well, actually, it's a pretty major one was Cody picked up the win. Yeah. I mean, like you I said, mean, for, for us, this was really the litmus test uh, in terms of how self-aware he is. And then when he comes out in entrance gear, that looks a lot like Homelander and then wins. So I've, I've said, and you're right, this, this, passed that litmus test. this goes back probably like a year, I guess. Um, how I felt Cody was self-aware in that he was being a sort of Triple H type character. You know, I mean, it played out in the most obvious fashion, not just tonight, but during the uh, the Sonic Ring uh, ladder yeah. match thing. What was that? What was that match called? It was Face of the Revolution. Thank you. Match. Thank you, yes. Where Cody gets hurt and, you know, him being an EVP, He's the one behind this. He says, hey, at no time am I ever to be 
out of frame. So even when I'm way in the background, you have to, you have to at least if I'm on the edge, whatever, my story will be complete. It's a very selfish way of doing things. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting because he's doing that on purpose, knowing that he's telling some crazy story about him being basically a Triple H guy. You know, what people think of as Triple H, the reign of terror guy, right? And then it's like, okay, so now he cuts this promo a month ago where he basically sets up uh, Anthony Agogo as your typical foreign uh, anti-American heel, which is the most played out trope in pro wrestling. And we're like, oh, wow. Because then Agogo gets on social media and cuts his promo about like how not everybody has health care. He starts doing the, hey, he's making some good points, you know. Um, things are more gray than they are black and white. And and then we get to this match. And it's like, okay, well, well, man, what if Cody tells like a cool story or hey, you know, he's cutting this like, oh, yay is us promo. Well, if Agogo wins, that's that's awesome. That's like that's great. That's like that's not really, you know, that's like a Rocky Four Act One thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he comes out with the Homelander gear, it's like, okay, if he loses, then yes, maybe he is telling that story. Yeah, because it was Homelander. Yeah, like that. It was. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, watch the watch the boys on Netflix. You yeah. know, her time. He's basically no, Superman, it's, it's but it's Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, it's on Amazon. That's right. Yeah, it's not on Netflix. It's, on um, um, it's a good show. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's show. really good. Uh, but yeah, he was totally cosplaying as Homelander, and he comes out with that gear, and he's like, okay, well, now if he takes an L here, yes, I get the story. Unless there's sense. a longer con, Larson. <laughs> unless it continues to, unless there's more to it. He was announced, he was announced as a soon-to-be dad. I mean, I should have, at the gender reveal, I should have known the gender reveal but i still can maybe 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 it's a long con larson maybe he's telling what's the end game what's the end game then explain that to me because here's the thing you have you have the factory break away from nightmare family a go goes the guy to get that win yeah he's he's the guy like the first uh uh, wrestler they've really trained Mm in-house that's been developed basically completely uh by aew as a go-go and he's got the look He's got the charisma. He's good on the mic, as we saw tonight. He's taken to the pro wrestling thing pretty quickly. Like, he's the guy that should be the one that beats Cody. So I agree with you totally. Um, I'll say this. I'm going to push on this being the litmus test. Only for this reason. If Cody ever actually goes heel and references all this stuff, if he lays out, if it's all laid out like, oh, it's all building this moment where he actually is a heel, maybe then I'll be like, oh, okay. So I'm going to push. But right now, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I feel like I've seen what I need to see right now. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if evidence comes along that changes my mind, but I feel like, because you were, you know, you, you had your theory about the ladder match and how it all related to some kind There's of meta story. Related yeah. Triple H, something going on there. I was like, no, I felt like he was just hogging the spotlight and take it away from the action that was going on. In the room. It was so blatant, though. It was yeah. so obvious and like ham fisted. I know. I just didn't figure anybody would be that. Like, who just says, "Hey, make sure the make sure I'm in the frame." The entire it was cartoonish how long he was in it the was. frame. It was. It was infuriating because yeah. you have a match going on in the ring and you're taking away from people performing yeah. in the ring. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I have it, to, I have to it, walk all that back it, stuff now. I found it 
just utterly irritating. Yeah. Because I want to be paying attention to what's going on in the ring. The people are actually wrestling. They're not selling an injury in the tunnel. Yeah. For two thirds of the match. The funny, you know? it's funny. I'm just trying to do something here. Also says the only person benefit from a Cody feud is MJF, and that's totally right. It's like Cody actually did use his position to put over a guy who I think was probably in a position to be a bit more ready than a Gogo was tonight or right now. Um, yeah, you can make that case, but if that's the case, then don't get into this feud yet. You know. Yeah, I know because it really doesn't do much for a Gogo. Like it does. You know what's going to happen? He's going to go around gut punching more people. Uh, I mean, who's he going to get into feuds with? I mean, yeah, there's plenty of people that he can get into feuds with, I guess. But like, I don't know, man. I think, yeah, you had an opportunity to make to make a really shocking move here. And honestly, you can do it. You can play it with the go go being dirty. You can have before. How many matches had all sorts of stuff going on before the bell even rang tonight? Plenty. I know. Virtually all, all of them. All they do when they come out. It the the funny thing about Cody's match too is that for what I think he wanted to do, it felt. The, the the big fight feel that it should have had felt very underwhelming. I'd have thought well, Cody was going to come out with like a big entourage and Ogogo was going to come out with a big entourage. Well, that's the thing. They tried to do that the way in, and that fell flat. And Well, they didn't do anything, though. I know. Yeah. I think they were trying to hype it up as like, this is a huge, huge event. It's a huge fight. And they tried to emulate the kind of tension at these, <clears throat> excuse me, <coughs> way ins at boxing matches. Yeah. And it just fell flat because nothing happened. If anybody's listening to you, it legit sounds like you're just getting emotional about this, but you just have a really dry mouth. <laughs> no, it's because I had some, before I got started, I ate some Brussels sprout salad with some bacon. Okay. And apparently I just inhaled and there's a little piece of stray Brussels sprout in my mouth. I thought you were going to say, right before we got started, remember those hot nuts? <laughs> I decided to have four and five right before we started. Oh, that, if that, that was the case, I'd be like... <laughs> salivating all over the place because right. that's the thing those nuts did to me is just make, make me produce so much saliva that was ridiculous even like the so first one me. did that <coughs> um let's just dive into it and we'll get there and we'll get there uh all right fair enough so show kicked off in the buy-in with uh riho challenging serena deep for the nwa women's title bit of a triple uh, threat match because it was riho versus serena d versus the sun yeah. because my god that was out in it full force it was setting uh, at Daly's place and yeah, you know, like the whole side of the, the ring, that side of the ring was just looked like blinding sunlight. Yeah. Uh they they overcame the elements, if you will, um uh, and, and put on a hell of a match. Serena Deeb, you know, you put her in the ring against anybody, she's gonna get a good match. Riho's great. Yep. Uh Deeb going back to her tried and true formula of working over the legs, uh hits a few uh dragon screw leg whips on Riho. Uh, Riho does make a bit of a comeback. She hits double stomp, uh, and then later on, one to Serena's back. Yeah. Um, at one point, Deeb hits a double, both legs at the same time. Dragon screw leg whip, followed with a power bomb that gets her a two count. Uh, she goes for deep talks. Riho backdrops her, hits the snap dragon. Uh, she goes up top, hits the double stomp to Deeb's back. Yeah. While she's kind of like standing up and leaning over, goes for a shining wizard. Deep counters that with a single leg crab. Riho gets to the bottom rope. Then Deep hits her with another dragon screw. Mm -hmm. Looks for Deep talks. Riho reverses that into a roll-up that gets her a two-count. Riho's looking for a crucifix pin. Deep escapes that. Uh, starts slamming Riho's yeah. knee on the mat. Sinks in a deep, deep single-leg crab. Like, Riho's foot was basically touching the back of her head. It was so close. It was like inches away from the back of her head, and uh, Riho ended up tapping out. Yeah, yeah man, this Solid was like... Match. Just wonderful psychology, just like working that leg. Great story being told. Very simple stuff, but very effective. 
this is a really great match. Serena Deep still your NWA Women's World's Champion uh, since October now, so it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, after that, the main card opened up with uh, Brian Cage versus the Hangman Page. Um, uh, let's talk about Brian Cage's uh, aluminum foil cyborg outfit, man. Was that was that like revolutionary stuff right there? I mean, I thought for a second he was legitimately part cyborg. I was like, wow. Well, he is the machine, you know. He's the machine by name. And then I thought he went and got some enhancements like in the cyberpunk Yeah, some game. augmentations, yes. Yeah, yeah, but then he just took, no, it was like Velcro. And then he took him off. <laughs> he just went and took him off. And it like flew away in the wind, too. It was like a light yeah. breeze. And it got... And then off it goes. Yeah. Um, I like this. Or so the like, setting sun of Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like this for uh, a couple reasons. Number one. It featured uh, 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 Brian Cage. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brian Cage attempting a buckshot. I like when people go for other people's finishes. Uh, that was great. Cage was attempted great. a buckshot, but instead Page countered with an F5 to which get two, Cage's move. which is Brian Cage's move. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's Brock Lesnar's, I know. But Among Brian other Cage people, yeah. Because earlier on, Brian Cage gave uh, Page an F5 off the top. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so uh, Cage goes on a bit of a run. Uh, uh, start, Ricky Starks comes down. And he throws, while the ref is distracted, he throws uh, the title to Cage to help. And he says, I don't need this. I don't want this thing. And he throws it back at uh, Ricky Starks. He turns around, throws Page onto the apron. And while he turns around, uh, uh, Page hits him with a buckshot lariat. I don't know why Cage threw Hangman to the apron. Then turns around and starts arguing with Hook. Uh, I think he figured that he saw enough of Paige's momentum to think that he was going to be shot over the ropes, not remembering that his finish is literally one that he tried to do starts on the apron. Um, bad move for Cage, but he's got all these people. He's got a hook. He's got some, you know, scrubby teenager, you know, bugging him. Hey, well, he, I, but, but of course, hook looks can like I borrow five bucks. Can I borrow five bucks, Brian? He looks like he just woke up. So I don't know how effective he's going to be Perpetually. when he's got bedhead. Hey, man, can I borrow five bucks? No, man. Buckshot. Could be. Could hey, man, be. Anyway, so afterwards, yeah, Paige goes down, gets beer, toasts the crowd, and then uh, Starks and Hook get in the ring. They're confronting Brian Cage. Cage just kind of really gently pushes past him and walks away. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's great because on the uh, the three count there, all right, maybe it's on the lariat, Taz at commentary. God damn it. Gets so pissed off. Commenta- yeah, commentary is, is is wildly fun sometimes, man. It's just whoever's yeah. on there. You know, Tony just bloodlusting during the stadium stampede. Oh, he couldn't. He, he just, yeah. I hope He's wanting MJF to get hurt. Yeah, I hope I, I hope MJF got cut by that glass. Jeez, Tony. Oh, yeah, I know. Tip that limousine over. Yeah, tip that limousine over. After that, we had, my God, this match was fantastic. The Young yeah, Bucks versus Mox and Kingston. Of course, uh, during the streamers coming down, it was really well timed. The Bucks were doing their their posing with all the streamers, and they tell tell us about the the shoes and the and the outfit, Larson. So they had these cool outfits. They were blue, two different shades of blue with some orange detail and some and some white writing on there too. I couldn't see what it said. And they had uh, some off white Jordan ones, the powder blue with the orange laces to tie it all together. I believe those were going for about fifteen hundred. On StockX, mm-hmm. goat, mm-hmm. second, uh, secondary market. Last I checked, I think it was around fifteen hundred. Might Oof. be a little bit more. Might be a little bit less now. You know, not quite the seventy five hundred that the Dior ones were were going for. But those would come into play later. 
Um, not really that involved in the finish. But yeah, Mox and Kingston attack the Bucks while they're doing their pose. And there's just their a entrance. ton. I mean, that that that, flying in. that opening beatdown just took forever till the uh, like they like they had the time to. They basically took out the Bucks. They uh, had uh, took out Cutler uh, during the opening mm-hmm. scrum. They gave him their uh, their combo finish before the bell even rang. Before the bell uh, even rang, bell finally rang, and they sort of used that momentum to carry him through the early yeah. bits of the match. Uh, Good Brothers make an appearance. Carl Anderson just kind of wanders out to the stage <laughs> yeah. to serve as a distraction so Gallows can try to sneak attack Eddie Kingston. Kingston takes him uh, out with a dive off the apron, and then Kazarian comes out to beat up Anderson. Um, and so Matt, while that's all happening, the rest distract, and Matt sprays Mox in the eyes, cold spray, mm-hmm. throws the can at his head. That busts open Mox. Yeah. He gets a two count off there, and then the Bucks hit. Uh, Mox with a Melser driver on the stage. Yeah. And and Moxley stumbling around all over the floor, not sure where he is, just barely beats the 10 count. And he's isolated for a, a good stretch. Young Bucks are mocking the shield fist bump. They're about to do the Roman powerbomb. Mm-hmm. And then Moxley hulks out. He just starts tossing the Young Bucks all over the ring. German suplexes for everybody. Tags in Kingston. He goes on a run. Uh, Puts uh, Matt in a dragon sleeper. This was, Nick tries yeah, to break that great. up, and it just like it just irritates Eddie. He just starts punching Eddie's face, and Eddie just doesn't. He just like looks at him like mean. Yeah, yeah it's it almost like great. trans Eddie. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so he gives uh, I think Nick some machine gun chops. Uh, his run doesn't really last long. He gets taken out by the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie gets his knees up though on a Nick Swanton bomb attempt. Uh, he gets the tag into Mox. He eats a bunch of super kicks. Nick hits his 450 as Matt rolls out of a chokehold for Moxley. Uh, Mox and Kingston hits a doomsday device with the shoe, with the shoe yeah. on Matt. Nick breaks that pin up at the last second. Uh, Nick escapes a paradigm shift. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what he calls it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one is in New Japan. Uh, uh, attempt. Uh, locks in a sharpshooter. Uh, uh, Kingston breaks that up. Mox hits a paradigm shift on Nick. Matt breaks that up. We got a super kick party on Mox, and uh, they, they kick him like a million times and go for a pin, and he immediately kicks out of it. But then he eats four sub uh, four uh, BTE triggers to finally get pinned. I was actually really I'm really happy about that. I thought Kingston was going to be eating the pin here, but mm-hmm. you know, just give Mox four of their finishes in a row, and uh, that'll do it. And you know, he took the pin. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. It was a really fun match, really fun match. That bit where uh, he ate those super kicks and just kicks out and is just fuming. That's yeah, terrific. Close up of him fuming with blood running down his face. It was really good. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, after that, we have a casino battle royal. Uh, first group, first man out. Christian! Christian! Great outwork, everybody. Out, period, work, period, everybody, period. Take a nap, period, during the period, match, period. Uh, so kind of, yeah. Uh, Christian, Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, Max Caster, the first group. Uh, before the next group enters, Caster eliminates Seidel, and then Christian Cage eliminates Max Caster. The next group is Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, ten. And 10 happens to fend off an attack from Matt Hardy and Cassidy. Yeah, they just sort of wait at the They were waiting there to jump him. Yeah. And he fends them off. Uh, Nick Camarado, Serpentico. Uh, during that group, 10 eliminates Serpentico pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin eliminates Camarado and 10. And Camarado then clocks Dustin with the cowbell, and that let, allows Will Hobbs to get the elimination on Dustin. We get a brief little moment between Matt Hardy and Christian. For no one else in the ring, they got a bit of a showdown. You know, that's uh, one thing that WWE's really good at doing is milking those kind of moments. And it's like, man, you have them both. And they had another moment a little bit later on, but uh, it was it was cool to see him in the ring together. You just want to get a close up on that and, and really milk it a bit more. Yeah, let the crowd let the crowd get jazzed by it. You know, I know, I know, because right as that was about to happen, Cassidy uh, hits Cage from behind with a chop block. Next group comes out: it's Varsity Blondes, Colt Cabana. Anthony Bowens and Penta. And Penta's got this great Joker inspired gear. I mean, 10 had a, a Joker inspired mask, but Penta's gear was next level. This was beautiful. It was great. Beautiful stuff. It was great. So uh, uh, during that group, uh, Matt Hardy eliminates Colt. Varsity Blondes eliminates uh, Anthony Bowens. And then Matt Hardy eliminates Griff Garrison. Next group out with Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, Aaron Solo, Evil Uno, and Lee Johnson. So Private Party eliminate Pillman Jr. Uh, Lee Johnson eliminates Solo, and then Matt Hardy quickly eliminates Lee Johnson. Penta eliminates Uno, and Jungle Boy eliminates Penta. Mm-hmm. And then Christian eliminates Will Hobbs. And then the Joker was... Leo Rush! Leo Rush. Who's also Spider-Man in AAA. So he's yes. two characters. Sadly, he didn't last long. No, uh, he didn't. ended up getting eliminated by Matt Hardy while Leo was trying to eliminate Private Party. Uh, but then... Uh, uh, Jungle Boy uh, eliminate the private party. So you have Christian, Matt Hardy, and Jungle Boy, the final three. So Matt Hardy is talking to Christian, you know, in a very animated way so people in the cheap seats can see, hey, we have history. Let's work together. They do the, you know, the, the, I don't know what they call it, but you know what I mean. Like a team, ex- team extreme, extreme, like fist I guess. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Christian just immediately tosses Matt Hardy out. So the final two is Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. Uh, actually, a really good sequence on the apron. Sometimes these these sequences on the apron that lead to elimination to be kind of clunky. This one was really good. It was pretty crisp. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was very ambitious, and they pulled it off pretty decently. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where Jungle Boy was gonna like uh, was charging Christian. He gets out of the way, and rather than you know running off the ramp and being eliminated, he kind of uses momentum to swing around the ring post, get to the other side. Mm-hmm. In the end. Jungle Boy eliminates Christian to get the win. Uh, Jurassic Express, Marco, and, and Luchasaurus come out to celebrate with Jungle Boy 
and Christian says, hey, you better go win that title, and then gives him a hug. Um, no word yet on if Leo Rush is actually signed. He's been like everywhere. He's been in MLW lately. Yeah, he's, he's been, been all over the place. AAA, obviously, in New Japan. Um, so he's been in a lot of places. <clears throat> um, I mean, if AEW can sign him or if he wants to sign with AEW, that's a good signing because he's really good. And Mark he's Henry, really his best friend, is there now. Yes. <laughs> Not actually. His um, uh, there was a, a, a worry during the, the Battle Royal that Christian might have gotten hurt because he was kind of limping around a little bit like the rest were checking on him. Yeah, and the wrestlers started milling about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he made it through the rest of the match. So yeah, he did. I mean, that last that last sequence was was very crisp. impressive. It was. It, it was, was very it was impressive. Yeah, it was a lot for an old guy like that. Uh, after that, we had um, a really wonderful uh, uh, bit with like veterans because Memorial Day and stuff like that, which of course is the lead in to Cody versus Agogo. Uh, Agogo got a punt, got the gut punch in pretty early. But it wasn't. I would have thought that moment would have been milked a little bit more because that's what everybody's waiting for. Um, and that was the one I think when uh, he got the punch in. Cody went down. No, the ropes one was later when he got the gut punch in the in the uppercut. Yeah, yeah. It? This one it was it was a gut punch and an Olympic slam and, got, and went for the cover. And he got only got a two on that. Well, Mark Cody during the conference call said that he was doing extra training to make sure he had his, his his obliques and his abs were stronger in anticipation of the gut punch. Special training for it. He had um, that worked out for him. He also, I believe, I'm not mistaken, had Wrestling News Now said that he was he had like metal like stomach punch. protector implanted a into his stomach. It's a real source. It's it was a, a new rumor that said Cody has metal in his stomach. Anyway, let's get back to this. Um, so for most of the match, it's like every time Cody mounted some offense, a go-go would have a response. Mm-hmm. Like Cody would hit a power slam. A go-go hits a boot. Uh, Cody tries to work a go-go's hand. He would have an answer for it more often than not. Um, uh, then things were first started kind of going south for a go-go. So he hits that frog splash after Cody's trying to work his ribs. Uh, Gogo hits a gut punch, then a uh, punch of the jaw, goes up top, hits a frog splash, it gets him a two. So Cody hits a drop kick, locks onto figure four, and a Gogo's like, you know, selling it, punches him. So Cody does a flat back, ref counts pinfall, counts two. A Gogo then reverses the pressure on the kick out. So Cody, after that, goes for a crossroads. A Gogo escapes that gut punch, uppercut, goes for the pin. But then Cody's hands under the ropes. Mm, okay. Inexperience. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the ref's like, no, you can't go for the cover. So a go-go picks him up, hits a dominator, gets a two. Uh, a go-go's going for a pop-up punch. Cody escape, vertebreaker, Cody wins. Yeah. Like, Not I didn't the feel like most... there was really a build to that Yeah, finish. right. It, was it like, wasn't the most dramatic finish, yeah. Like, you know, a go-go had seemingly had an answer for most of what Cody had. Cody escaped a move, hits a vertebreaker, and then he, that's all it takes to win. Yeah, I know. Like they didn't like the whole, you know, leading up to it. There's all that news about a go-go having a rib injury. Mm-hmm. It's not like Cody managed to take away a go-go's, you know, best weapons. Yeah. It's just something about something about it. I don't know. Maybe it was dude. Maybe something about it just felt underwhelming. Like even the match itself just felt underwhelming. And it, it I don't I don't know. There's just something weird about it. There's just something we I don't know. There's something off about the entire thing. Like I think it, I just get the feeling that Cody was going for something, and the feedback just killed whatever juice he had 
coming into this know. match. I don't know. Just sort of feels that way. Like a vertebrae? You can't just know. give him a couple of crossroads? Anyways, I mean, I thank God, you know, the vertebraker looks like a tough move to take. Like a tough oh, move to take. And hats off to Gogo. As soon as he's in position, tuck that chin. Not just tuck, tuck his it. chin, but his his core was working because he was flexed yeah. up for that, which yeah. is how yep. you want to do it. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah. After that, we had uh, Monster Battle Miro versus oh, Lance fun Archer. Hoss fight. Uh, before, I think, again, before, was had the bell even before the bell. started? Yeah. Yeah, Archer was making his, his way to the ring and just did like a slingshot shoulder tackle on the mirror. Yeah. And they start brawling all over the place. Fight goes down to the floor. Uh, they, they, there's a bunch of back and forth down there. It's fun. Uh, Archer puts Miro through a table on the floor, uh, hits uh, Miro with a fun splash in the ring. Miro hits a spinning heel kick. Anyway, this is a bunch of back and forth. Eventually, Jake, who they showed a, in a video package earlier, had been taken out, I think, during the fan fest yesterday. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, right. Wanders down the right, ring yeah. with what you presume is a snake because he's carrying his bag. Right, yeah. So Miro brings him into the ring. Archer charges Miro. Miro, Miro kicks him. And then Miro picks up the, the snake bag yeah. and then chucks it up oh, the stage. Oh, wow. There yeah. probably wasn't a snake in there. No, there's uh, definitely not a snake in there. Definitely not, not a, a chance. Not a chance. So he's about to to lay out Jake, um, but he ends up running into a choke slam from uh, Archer. Miro kicks out of that. Uh, Archer's looking for a blackout. Miro escape hits a bunch of strikes. Archer pounces him. Miro rolls to the floor. They make their way back up towards the apron, and as Archer's getting back into the ring, Miro kicks the bottom rope into Archer's front area, hits a suplex from the apron into the ring effortlessly. Yeah. Effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, hits a Moshka kick. Uh, tries to lock on, game over. Lance powers out for a moment. Miro hits him with a bunch of knees in the back, locks it in. Lance passes out. Miro pretty retains. quickly too. He passed out pretty quickly. It had a bit of a WE feel to it, but I thought it was a fun match. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was a fun match. Um, after that, we had which probably my like straight up wrestling match of the night. Mm-hmm. Was uh, oh, before we get to this, let's just mention this real quick because we had we knew that all that was going to be in Chicago, but they announced the date. Yeah, September the September fifth. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. The day before my birthday. Uh, we had uh, Ikaro Shida defending her AEW Women's Championship against uh, Doctor Britt Baker DMD, and uh, man, I thought this was this is a really fun match. It'll be interesting to see uh, where it'll be interesting to see a couple things. Number one, where does the partnership between Britt Baker and Rebel go from here? Because Rebel was all over the place. Like, she was mm-hmm. kind of a mess during this match. Um, and, uh, you know, Britt Baker is champion. The crowd, regardless of whether they want her to be a bad guy or not, I mean, hopefully they just. I don't know. I guess the thing is, like, who are they going to put her against at this point? If the crowd is just cheering her, are they going to put her against bad guys? Are they going to put her against good guys? What are they going to do? How are they going to yeah, treat her? Because um, she can keep on, she can have the same attitude uh, and still be loved by fans. But then it just turns into who are they going to put her with? Very interested to see where that's going to go. This was a hell of a match. The false finishes in this match were awesome because there were like five times when I was like, oh, man, wow. She just totally going to win. No. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Britt was kicking out of everything. Yeah. Everything. Falcon Arrow kicked out. Shining Wizard kicked out. Gets hit in the head with a crutch. Kicks out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had Britt kick out of everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can just kind of fast forward to the finish, I guess, unless mm-hmm. there's some uh, particular moments you want to talk to. So, well, just uh, so the finish saw a bunch of stuff with Rebel, but early on, yeah. 
uh, Sheeta hit like a sort of a last shot 1.0 on Britt, and Rebel had tried to grab her foot and missed. And that sort of foretold just how much of a mess she was towards the towards the finish. So go ahead. So uh, at that point, that, that that had already happened, plus the the crutch shot to Britt's head. So Rebel's uh, on the apron, distracting the refs. The refs like, all right, you're out of here. But she's arguing with the ref this whole time. And so the the title makes its way in the ring. Britt hits a curb stomp on the title, covers Sheeta. Sheeta kicks out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but right on the kick out, Britt at this point she already had the glove on. Uh, tries to sink in lockjaw. Sheeta rolls her up, gets a two. So uh, Sheeta hits a, dr- a jumping knee, follows that with a shining wizard. Britt kicks out of that. Uh, right out of that kick up, kick out. Britt rolls up Sheeta, gets a two count, and then right out of that kick out, right into lockjaw. Yeah. And yeah. She gets it sunk in. Sheeta has to tap. Yeah. Uh, a really cool moment uh, as Britt were, was making her way up towards the tunnel. Tony Shivani leaves commentary, comes over, gives Britt a hug. Um, pretty cool moment. Now, the one thing that people are, Ricky points this out here, that people are pointing out is when Rebel hit uh, uh, Britt on accident with the crutch, yeah, and yeah. the ref didn't call it a DQ. Um, you just got to figure that this is a big match. The, well, the ref also, is going to let it go, Rebel, I guess. Rebel is in Britt's corner. If Rebel had hit Sheeta with the crutch, then yes, that's not yeah. DQ. Is that? But, I mean, this that's this is the first time it's sort of this is the first time I've seen a DQ offense from somebody cornering somebody else right in front oh, of the ref. Oh yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, the ref sees stuff like this, and, and if if someone's in your corner does something that would be a you know a cause a DQ if it was done to your opponent, but if it, you know it's done to the person and you're you're cornering, it's not a DQ. I've oh, seen okay. it before. I can't think of an example offhand, but I've seen it before. Yeah. Oh okay. Well, there you go then. I don't know about an AEW, but I seen it before in rest. So <clears throat> after that, we had Darby Allen and Sting versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, this man, this was so much fun. This was this was just a blast. Um, it started off uh, Darby just killing Page and Sky with an insane oh, suicide, suicide death. death. Well, sort of actually started off with like a really cool little Darby Allen short film. Where basically just Sting picks him up in a car and says it's showtime. But it was mm-hmm. really well done. It was really cool. It was on black and white. Um, one of his gritty student films. Um, so uh, Scorpio takes Sting up to the stage. Gives him a suplex on the stage. And immediately we're like, oh, that has to suck. And then Sting just gets up. Scorpio doesn't realize this and walks over to like one of the stacks of uh, poker chips. And is like sort of celebrating to the crowd. And Ethan points says hey pay attention and sting had just strolled up behind him great. and they have this great shot of scorpio like freaking out and looking behind him and uh and then i think sting like shoves him down to the ground or something like that and ends up doing like a fun splash from there onto sky and page it was just awesome and then sting who of course usually wears a shirt took a shirt off he looks like a million bucks he looks yeah. great for 62 years old i know he looks i mean he looks great for 42 years old but he looks fantastic yep um yep. there's a great bit of course ethan page and darby allen have a lot of history so they were doing all sorts of crazy stuff the craziest part probably was ethan page picks up darby allen and chucks him clear into the crowd it's onto his like family i think family and yep. friends it was like his brothers were yeah. out there so they were the ones to uh to be tasked with catching him so yeah, he's the legal crazy. man at that part at that point so sting drags him out and he has a decision to make do i like for the sake of the match, roll him back in to beat the 10 count? Or do I try to take care of him and just 
eat the loss here on the, on the count out. Well, he doesn't have to make the choice because at nine, Darby just comes to and runs back in. And yeah. Singh is like, okay, I guess we're going to go ahead and do this. At that point, of course, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were able to isolate him. Um, Page goes for Ego's edge on Darby, but Darby's able to kick Sky away and hold on to the ring post with his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up turning that into a stunner on Page, uh, gets the hot tag to Sting. We get some Stinger splashes and a code red from Sting, which I thought that was, was great. great. He got two with that. that. Uh, Darby tagged in. Uh, Sky, uh, he goes up top. Scorpio Sky sort of hits him and knocks him out for a little bit. Page takes out Sting's leg, throws Darby on Sting. Uh, Sting puts Darby, I'm sorry, no, that's not right. Sting puts uh, Page in the death lock. Uh, Sky puts Darby in the heel hook. And so Paige and Darby are like face to face and they start punching each other while they're in submission. Like moves. gouging each other's eyes. And yeah, stuff. <laughs> raking their faces and stuff like that. Uh, Aubrey's finally like, look, there needs to be two people that are legal in this ring right now. So she breaks them all up. And then uh, Sting ends up, while well, Darby takes care of uh, Paige, Sting hits a scorpion death drop on Sky for three. Just wildly entertaining stuff. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Uh, after that, we had the AEW Championship bout: Pack versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. Uh, a really fun match. I kind of like one aspect, or like the, the the kind of main story of this one was. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Pac wanted to take out Kenny, but Kenny wanted to take out Cassidy, and Cassidy wanted to take out Kenny. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, it was, so there's a couple sequences where something would happen and one would throw the other person out of the way yeah. to hit a certain spot or, you know, to make sure someone else got the, got the, got the impact of, of, of a shot. Um, interesting dynamic. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, early on pack and Kenny hit the double fun splash spot at that prior to that cast, he'd been uh, tossed out of the ring. He gets back in, tries to cover each of them, goes on a bit of a run. 
this match just went all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it was let's just let's do the fast forward thing because this was wildly fun. Like the majority of this match was really great. I'm yeah. not I mean I, the match the match was really really terrific. And I feel like it was a great it was one of the, it, it really honestly, you know, you know this match kind of felt like it felt like and it, the end was just different. But it really felt like it had the heat of like that. Remember that early Triple H Jericho match where Jericho mm-hmm. won and then Triple H bullied the you know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the ref. It had that kind of heat for Orange Cassidy because that yeah, crowd was falls. hot yeah. for Jericho back in the day, and they were they were ready, and we all knew it wasn't going to happen. I was just a bit disappointed by just how ridiculous it got with Callis throwing Kenny the belt. Number one, so the, the finish. In well, the, here, I'll, I'll go. Th- yeah, I'll, because of the sequence, because some of the stuff that is prior to the belt pit was actually pretty good. So Pac's looking to powerbomb Orange again. We knew what happened last time. Uh, Orange escapes that, hits from the Superman punch, hits Kenny with the Superman punch, hits another one on Pack, covers, but Callus pulls the ref out during the cover. Yeah. So Orange kind of gives Callus a stare. He goes up top. Kenny's grabbing his ankles. It's trying to keep him from doing anything. At this point, Kenny's pretty much laid out. Orange fights him off, looking for a diving DDT on Pack. Pack fends that off, locks on a brutalizer. So Kenny gets in there, tries to break it up. He boots Pack a couple times. Pack's not letting go. He keeps booting up, not happening. So rather than go after Pack anymore, Kenny uh, hits the ref with a double axe handle. It's mm-hmm. so while the ref is out, that's when Callis starts throwing belts in the ring. He throws the Impact title, the Mega title, the TNA title, and finally the AEW title. With each title, Kenny hits Pack with it. After all those shots, Orange gets back in the ring, hits Kenny with an orange punch. Makes the cover, but the ref's out, so Aubrey Edwards has to run in. Starts counting the pinfall. Kenny kicks out right into a crucifix pin to to beat to pin Cassidy. So Kenny's winning by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, you know, We're under the uh, most ridiculous circumstances. But yeah, where do you yeah. see this? How do you see this playing out? Oh, I mean, Orange will get a one on one match with Kenny at some point. Well, yeah, he's going to lose that though because Orange is yeah, taking yeah. the title off Kenny. No. Um, I'm just I, if if he gets if he gets more and more desperate in terms of man I got to I, I mean it's it's just going to end up it's probably just going to end up with Hangman winning it at all out is really what it should because I can only take so much of this kind of stuff um where this is how Kenny wins matches uh but uh but I mean hey it's a, it's a triple threat it's no DQ so I guess you, it's not breaking any rules it's all legal Ruff was out anyway so it doesn't matter yeah. if, if, it, if there if it wasn't no DQ um, uh, we had a couple of announcements. First, Full Gear. They announced Full Gear November 6th in St. Louis. And then Tony Schiavone hits the ring to talk AEW Rampage. Did you announce a new analyst they have for the show? It's world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I'm so hyped. Mark, Mark Henry's Henry. great. Yeah, it's great. I'd like to see him wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he will a little bit. Maybe like, you know, when Paul White uh, signed with AEW, he's like, yeah, he's here to do commentary for elevation but yeah he's not you know he might wrestle that you know? less i want to see that less mark henry yes paul yeah, white mark henry's great paul white eh, he can stay a commentary he wasn't he wasn't he he was my pick for uh the, for the joker yeah the joker it's kind of all i wanted uh stadium stampede was next this was freaking hilarious this pretty was ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous it was hilarious the beginning it's funny because it like became it was the most ridiculous at the beginning and then I guess it got less because the beginning was MJF rolls up in a limo. 
He's got the most ridiculous street fight gear on. He's got like a tucked in sleeveless pinnacle shirt. Uh, he's got like some sparkly faux jeans with like a racing stripe down him. He yeah. looks like the biggest dork in the world. He had his jeans tucked into his boots and then he had his usual uh, knee pads on. Yeah. With uh, the same pattern on, uh, that he has on his scarf. Yeah. So he gets out of a limo. He cuts a promo. Says this is the end of the line for the inner circle. Then you hear uh, the Judas music kick in. He's like, oh, what, what's going on? <laughs> Got the inner circle coming down. On rappelling like, down the scoreboard. Rappelling down. Yes, thank you. And there is one. They're like rappelling. And then you see Jericho. And he sort of rappels down kind of quick and then like stops and he swings around. It's like, oh, God. Like, obviously, it was pre-taped. They're not going to show a man plummet to his death. We would have heard about that. Um, but still it was, uh, it was pretty funny. And it keeps on cutting back to MJF and he's, he's acting. It was always a thing I where think. it's like, here, you got, you got to react like this is happening. Yeah. They it's filmed it at a different time. You're there. They filmed it at a different time. Yeah. So he just looks like he's looking for his car in a parking lot. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's silly as hell. They, there's like some goofy, like fire type pyro that they have for them with the, with the wind was kicking in. So it was kind of blowing the fire kind of horizontal half the time. It was so corny, but it I love it because it's, it's just what stadium stampede is at this point. And I don't know if they're going to do another one. I hope they do, but it's just corny as all get out. It really is. I mean, it's funny because any suggestion, you know, I guess it was Dax or somebody who said, Oh, this isn't going to be a comedy thing. It's going to be brutal. No, man. It wasn't it's even as community. brutal as it wasn't even as brutal as as the first stadium stampede. That would that had like a much more a bunch more uh like, you know, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Uh but it didn't make this any less entertaining. Uh so uh the F truck R shows up with the rest of Pinnacle. Uh there's a barrel of fire which they did not use. I mean there at one point I think Sammy was kind of trying to dunk spears in it but like they didn't use it at all after that. They, they didn't really go back to it at all no. There was a ring that I think Sammy and Spears were in briefly, briefly. out on the field but of course yeah. it ended up back in Daly's place. So people were splitting off so you had Jericho and MJF fighting they were going through the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars offices. At one point they brawl into a, like either a tape study room or Urban Meyer's office. He's a new coach for the Jaguars. Um they go into their conference room. Uh, you have Hager and Wardlow. They go off into the walk-in freezer. Uh, or at one point, uh, Wardlow spears Hager through a wall. Mm-hmm. Later, Hager kind of uh, hits an Uranagi on Wardlow through a bunch of stuff. You get Sambi and Spears. They're going like through a warehouse area, uh, brawling a bit there. Uh, you think Sammy's going to be out of the match because uh, Spears handcuffs him to a, a storage rack. Mm-hmm. Luckily for Sammy. There are some bolt cutters basically at his feet. Yeah. And then you have uh, Santana Ortiz and FTR and Tully who are in some like nightclub situation. The DJ is Conan. Yeah. Um, and Tully pours them all some drinks before the fight starts. They down them and they brawl, you know, in through there. Uh, Conan keeps Tully from getting involved at one point. Um, uh, then Jericho and 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 MJF make their way back towards Daly's place. Mm-hmm. They're brawling like on the second deck, like teetering on the the guardrail. Yeah, Jer- Jericho power bombs MJF through a table that's maybe two feet away from the guardrail. Yeah, um, and then uh, also Sammy and Spears make their way down towards the ringside area. Sammy's chasing after Spears with the field cart. You know, Sammy's history with the field cart. He hits Spears with it. They end up back in the ring. 
uh, Spears takes a chair uh, to Sammy a couple times. Why does like after that second chair shot? Why he just didn't start blasting Sammy with the chair is beyond me. Instead, he sets up in the corner. That allows time for Sammy to come to. He hits his 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 go to uh, feast your eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he calls GTH. it. This much, GTH. Yeah. Uh, hits that, um, and then hits a, a six thirty after that. That was rad to get the pin. Oh, first he he boots Spears into the chair that had been set up in the corner, and then hits a six thirty. To get the win for Inner Circle, which makes sense given Sammy is the one who gave up at Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm, makes yeah. all the sense in the world uh, for him to get the win for his team this time around. After you could say that he cost them Blood and Guts. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, it's like they're not just going to focus on the two guys, like the two leaders. They, yeah. you know, they, they give Sammy some redemption, which is really good storytelling. Spears mm-hmm. has to be pretty happy. He's in a really good spot now compared to where he was in WWE. You know, he's yes. you know a member of a faction, but he has like stuff to do. You know, that's what you always yes. want. Um, yes. So uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was I thought it was super entertaining, corny, cheesy, what have you. Yeah. But I love yeah. that stuff in wrestling. I thought that tonight more than anything, we had the full variety of what AEW has to offer when it comes to really good wrestling, some good storytelling, some WWE type stuff. Uh, and then the stadium stampede stuff. We had yeah. Sting. Yeah, whatever it is, Cody's doing. <laughs> whatever it is, Cody's doing. We're going to keep an eye on that, Cody. Anyways, dad to be. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, probably closer to 1 p.m. Pacific than noon, our usual time uh, at 1 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. Eastern, we'll be back with News Brief live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, And then, of course, we'll be doing our Raw recap tomorrow night uh, after the show. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Twitch stat, stick around. We'll answer some of your questions. Uh, Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.